This is the Judge Janine Tunnel the Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone's enjoying their Sunday so far. It's a beautiful day here in New York City, and as always, we're armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, so much happened in America this week, but I want to start with the Secret Service saying, case closed, there's no way we're going to be able to figure out whose cocaine it was. I mean, after all, the cameras weren't working, and there were loads of people who were in that area, and uh, we don't have any fingerprints on that glassine envelope. And the dime bag, there's no DNA, and so that's the end of it. You're kidding, right? The Secret Service, they should be ashamed of themselves. They should be, they have no dignity here. One of two things happened here. It's either a cover-up or they're inept. Because the first thing we heard was that the cocaine was found in the library in the residence. Now, we heard that from the fire department and hazmat team because they thought it was ricin or anthrax, and everybody had to be uh, forced out of the building, all right? Now, that's not a lie. The guy is on tape saying it's in the library. Then Corrine Jean-Pierre comes out and says, oh, it's in the West Wing that's heavily traveled, and there's hundreds of visitors. And then the third time they come out and they say, well, it's near the Situation Room near the Executive Office building. Right there, folks, you know they're trying to pull the wool over your eyes. And now, all of a sudden, the case is closed. After 11 days, you're going you're gonna to close the case? Um, why don't you just drug test the staffers? We're not talking about grass or weed here. We're talking about cocaine. It is a controlled substance. When was the last time you swept that area you say it was found? Why aren't the cameras working? Where are the canines? Where, are the, uh, where is the Secret Service? Where is all the security that's there? Stop lying to us and saying the Bidens were gone on Friday. We know the Bidens were there on Friday. But I have a bigger question. I'm furious about this because it's a slap in the face to every American who's ever gone to jail for possession of cocaine, white and black. And it's a slap in the face, that the fact that he's not being charged with a gun crime, Hunter Biden, to every uh, uh, American who's gone to jail for illegal possession of a weapon. This is not the America I know. It is a crime against America. And that's my open here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. And never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. This is the Judge Janine Show on 77 WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This 
is the Janine Bureau Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a former White House Deputy Press Secretary. Uh, he, uh, he was with us a couple weeks ago on this topic, and I am thrilled to have him back now that the investigation is concluded. Please join me in welcoming Hogan Gidley to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. And uh, just a, a little reminder, uh, he served in the White House as Deputy Press Secretary uh, for several years in the Trump administration, and uh, he is uh, also Press Secretary of the Trump re-election campaign. So uh, this guy knows what uh, he speaks, and he was also a Director of Media Operations for Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee. And the South Carolina Republican Party. I'm going to leave it at that, uh, Hogan, because we have so much to talk about. Okay, so on uh, on Thursday, the uh, Secret Service came out and they said that we are closing the investigation. We have decided that there is not sufficient evidence in the uh, cocaine that uh, the that glassine baggie that we found in the White House, and so we have no suspects. Ergo, the investigation is over. Everybody, nothing to see here. What's your take on that? Yeah, I'm sorry to say I'm not really shocked by this <laughs> at all. Um, I, I don't understand how this is so improbable, impossible to actually uncover who brought cocaine into the White House. And by the way, once this announcement was made, how come the Biden administration didn't come out and say, wait a minute, this is unacceptable. Someone brought cocaine into the White House. We now know that other illegal drugs have been brought to the White House, too. We've got to get to the bottom of this. This is, this is unacceptable for the American people. It's unacceptable for this country. We're furious by it. We're outraged. Someone needs to be in trouble. What if this was ricin? What if this was anthrax? Right. We've got to figure this out. They don't care because it's one of their own. That's the real problem here. Well, you know what? You make a very important point when you say, what if it was ricin or anthrax? The truth is, Hogan Gidley, I believe that but for the fact that they thought it might be that, we would never know about this. Because when they first found it, they called in the fire department, they called in hazmat, they had to, you know, get everyone out of that area of the building, whatever area they finally concluded it was in, you know, in case it was anthrax arising. I have a feeling if they knew it was cocaine, they wouldn't have told us about it. That is a great point, one I've not thought of, but you're absolutely right. Because, look, if there's one thing the left hates, it's transparency. Whether they're trying to teach your kids critical race theory behind your back or transing them at school without you knowing, whether it's election integrity issues, whether it's the Hunter Biden laptop, whether it's cocaine in the White House. They don't want you to see behind the curtain because they don't want you to be informed about what they are doing to us every single day. Look, whether it's a staffer, whether it's a donor, a visitor, whether it's Hunter Biden, is it a drug deal? Someone was going to leave this thing in the cubby hole and then walk away and someone else come pick it up once they pass the key because they still don't have the key? We right. don't know. But it stands to reason that these Secret Service officials, these folks who do great work, ought to be able to find this information out in short order. And instead, we get a bunch of soft mouth speak, and then the media just comes right along and plays defense for the Biden administration per usual, and then it's all gone away. 
Well, the, the, the idea that um, they have this cocaine, and it's in a glassine envelope, and the truth is that you can get fingerprints off a glassine envelope, okay? Now, the fact that they said they couldn't get fingerprints, they couldn't get DNA, uh, is, is rather surprising to me. I mean, I've prosecuted cases like this for years. Uh, but, it, but this is, you know, an effort to... To, to make sure that we don't know what the facts are, as you just alluded to. But the fact, Hogan Gidley, that they had it in three different places. Number one, they had it in the library, in the residence. Number two, they had it, I think, in the West Wing. And number three, what is it, the entrance from the executive office building near the Situation Room. And wherever they put it, it was where there were, you know, uh, uh, many people coming in. There were visitors coming in. And Karine Jean-Pierre, even lied about the fact that the Bidens were not there on Friday. We have uh, reporters who are telling us the Bidens were there on Friday. And then Corinne Jean-Pierre is outraged and saying it's incredibly irresponsible to ask the question, can you rule out the Biden family? What's your take on that as someone who was a press secretary? Uh, Absolutely. And, And by the way, when you're talking about the comings and goings of a president or the president's family, it's not just slipping in and out of the back somewhere. It's a big deal. So when Karine Jean-Pierre says they weren't here on Friday, it should be obvious to all the members of the press that's not true, and it took days to figure this out. You mentioned they moved it around in many places within the White House. Just hopefully that it would not only just go away, but it would confuse people is that there were thousands of people coming in this entrance of the White House every single day, so it could be anybody. But instead, it settled on the West exec in between the executive office building and the White House because that puts it onto a higher level person. They didn't want to deal with that either. And then the fact that we have a son of the president who is a known admitted drug dealer. He's a known admitted liar. He's broken all kinds of laws. He's now been convicted of several. We can't even ask. Maybe this has something to do with Hunter Biden, and the press didn't even ask if it had something to do with his family uh, in the first press conference when they had this conversation. So this entire thing has been an effort to kind of prevent any of us from finding out the truth here. But I guarantee you, you talked about fingerprints. You and I both know, Judge, if someone comes into the White House and there aren't cameras in this cubbyhole spot, but there are cameras right outside – if there weren't yeah, fingerprints, someone in. had to be wearing gloves, right? <laughs> yep. Someone had to wear gloves. Then go back to the tape and find out who was wearing gloves, for heaven's sake. Right. right. It's pretty simple. So this whole thing is a real problem, but it speaks to a bigger culture of the Biden administration, who they hire, who they bring in to their inner circle that have all of these massive problems. This is the kind of thing, Hogan Gidley, that destroys Americans' confidence in the criminal justice system. It's so much bigger than this one case alone. Absolutely correct. And it's, it's obvious why people are losing faith, trust, and confidence in those systems, because they're clearly weaponized against a certain segment of this country. We've seen a lot of this information come out with the Durham report and the Russia hoax and all that kind of stuff, even this week with the Ray comments. Uh, he made before Congress. Mm-hmm. There is a clear weaponization of these three-letter agencies, the federal government against private citizens, and including a former president, by the way. If you download the wrong podcast, if you like the wrong tweet, if you attend the wrong rallies, if you support the wrong candidates, they will come after you. We've seen these government agencies target Catholics, 
for simply going to mass, target people who stand outside of abortion clinics, put them in jail. This is the type of attitude of a totalitarian government, but it's more than just the weaponization, and it speaks to this broader conversation like with the cocaine. It's also the protectionism of the people they like. The protectionism of the people of the elite worthy of protection of the elite, Hogan Gidley, but they protect their own. Yep. And that what's so sad about this is that it is the elite. And we've never felt this way, Hogan. I got to tell you, you've been in politics a long time. I've been around longer. I just never uh, just never imagined that we would have such an in your face, you know, a uh, uh, too bad for you, but we're going to take care of it ourselves and such a dual system of justice. This is like unheard of. And the whole idea that the Secret Service, you know, it's like they have no dignity. They have no shame. You know, well, we can't figure out who it is after 11 days. We're just going to close it. No, you bring in everyone at the White House who had access. If you want to say it's 500, then you deal with that number. You bring them in and you drug test them. You bring them in and you ask them a question. Was it your cocaine? You're defending the most important person on the pl- on, in the United States. And, you know, they're just happy to say, oh, you know, nothing to see here. And they're happy to say, oh, it's a heavily trafficked area. It's not. You're right. And they did this also when they're trying to figure out who leaked the the, the stuff up at the Supreme Court as well. Yep. It seems like these kind of things go into a black hole. And the one thing Republicans, the one thing Americans, I would argue, really want from these types of these revelations, accountability. Yep. No one gets in trouble for this. So when these elites lie to Congress, whether it's Comey, Clapper, Brennan, whether it's cocaine people in the White House, whether it's lying about you know, funding at DOD that we just find billions of dollars laying around, whatever it is, no one gets held accountable. No one goes to jail. No one gets fined. No one gets fired. And so when Ray's before Congress and he's trying to defend the FBI, what he ought to be saying is, yeah, we had some problems. We found them, and now we've rooted them out. The American people can rest comfortably at night knowing we have gotten rid of the bad apples, we've changed procedures, and we are – Moving forward on our mission to protect this country, he didn't say that. He got defensive because he knows there is no solution that has come forward after we found the revelation. It's just business as usual, and people keep failing upward, and the American people are justifiably furious. Well, yeah, and, you know, the the Secret Service and the FBI that was assisting the Secret Service, according to Christopher Wray, uh, they have to admit it's either a cover-up or they're inept. All of a sudden, you can't figure out whose cocaine it is. I mean, if you were to put a, if you were to ask me as a prosecutor, Janine, what do you need to be able to prove a case beyond a reasonable doubt? I would say to you, well, first of all, I would need someone with a motive. Uh, I would need a video. I would need that person to be present in the situation at about that time. And, you know, I would need someone to, you know, have that person not just in that situation, but have a proclivity 
to that situation. And all of that points to Hunter Biden. And if it's not Hunter, and it may not be because I don't know, it's someone in the White House. And you can't have a better prep for a crime scene and a subsequent conviction than we have here. And they're willing to pull the wool over our eyes and say, you know what? Sorry, folks. There's nothing to see here. And it is, it, it's an outrage. It just makes me furious. And you know what I want to know? Why is Hunter Biden in our face? Why is that guy in the White House? Why is he everywhere that we see uh, Joe Biden? Well, well, I didn't elect him. He's not 12 years old. Get your own place. What is that about? They act like, yeah, you're right. They act like he's 12. He's like 60. He's like 55, 60 years old. He's a grown man, for heaven's sake. But something you said in there that I think is so poignant, people really need to understand, is that only one of two things can be true. Either the Secret Service, the FBI, has lost uh, the protection capability over the most important house in the entire world, the White House. They've either lost all mm-hmm. security uh, protocols that, that they can't protect it anymore, or they know exactly who brought it in, and they're covering it up. Right. Those are the only two options here. It's a real, real problem. But look, this happens all the time. Remember those 51 agents that signed all that yeah, nonsense they, about the Hunter laptop? Intel. Either a- Right, right. Either A, those 51 agents, either A, they have no ability to spot real, sincere, problematic Russian disinformation, or they can, and they knew it was fake and lied about it. It's the same type of thing. Either answer is bad here. Yep. And so for the Secret Service, who has been tarnished in the past, and look, I know a lot of these guys, they work their tail off. They do a great job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rank and file. They really are. I mean, they take bullets for the president, for heaven's sakes. This is one of those deals where it puts a black eye and a stain on the Secret Service, but further tarnishes the FBI that already in the public's eyes is basically worthless with what they've been able to do to us and what they've done to protect all of their elite. Hey, Hogan Gidley, thanks so much for being with us this morning on the Judge Anine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Thank you so much. We look forward to having you back. Take Anytime. care. Thanks. Okay. And never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. This is the Judge Janine Show on 77 WABC. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a military veteran and expert after almost 30 years in the armed forces. He is now an author, a New York Times bestseller. His books are fantastic. He is my friend, Colonel David Hunt. Let me just give you a little bit. Uh, you know, the guy has extensive operational experience in special ops, counterterrorism, intelligence operations, uh, tactical advisor in Bosnia, where he facilitated all national intel matters.
prayers for the commander in chief. And it goes on and on and on and on. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to all my listeners, he's great. Uh, he's got some great books out. It's summertime. And if you brought some great books, he's, he's written several of them. Without Mercy, Without Fear, On the Hunt. Terror Red. They're all different books. They are phenomenal books. You should get them. And he didn't, he doesn't know I'm promoting those books, but I wanted him on here to talk about what's going on, uh, with, uh, the Ukraine and, uh, what's going on with the Wagner group. So Colonel David Hunt, is it the Wagner group or the Wagner group? Who are they? Were they marching on Russia? What was that all about? And now we've got our president giving another what? Three billion dollars. What's going on? Okay, so if you're German, you can say Wagner. Mm-hmm. But if you're Lebanese American, Wagner Group. Wagner Group. All right. So Prigozhin is that the guy's name? Yeah, I call I call him Mr. Potato Head, but yeah, Prigozhin. Prigozhin. Okay, Prigozhin. Now, what's his deal? Who is he, and how does he impact world affairs? Who he is is a former uh, inmate. Uh, one of the many prisons in Russia. He was a he's a cook. Seriously, <laughs> oh, God. He had uh, a, a cooking business, and he became friends. He ran a party what what time that Putin was at. They became friends, and and then Prigozhin got a lot of contracts through through him. Uh, he's a he's just a thug. He's got no military experience at all. Okay. Uh, he he formed. About a twenty-five thousand man uh, terrorist group. I mean, it's it's a it's a mercenary group, and they've been used by Putin from South America to Africa and to the Middle East, places like Syria, uh, and of course in Ukraine. And they're brutal. There's, there's no rules of how they fight, but they've been at the front of a lot of the battles we've been watching for these 500 days in Ukraine. Okay. Now, so this guy, a former inmate, a cook, he meets Putin. They hit it off. I mean, I thought no one could get close to Putin, but what do I know? And it turns out that uh, he's able to collect or gather a 25,000-man army. Now, does he pay these people? Who gives him money for this army? How do they survive? How does he? How does he get them involved in his army? Yeah, his recruiting, by the way, is um, ex-soldiers. Many have been thrown out of the military, which is kind of hard to do in Russian military because the standards <laughs> are so low. And prisons, he'll go into prisons and and pay the pay the prison guy off to have, let him have people. Oh. They the the Wagner Group uh, was paid over two billion dollars in the last two years. You're kidding. Who gives them that money? Uh, Putin. A civilian, it's a arm, military arm, but civilian of the Russian government. Okay. We had a Blackwater, nothing like this, but that gives some people a reference. We have, three, we have some large uh, security firms. This is a straight-up mercenary group um, that's been effective in giving Putin some deniability. Okay, so as if Putin needs deniability, given that, you know, he's a thug to begin with, why does he need deniability? You mean for what just happened or for, for other okay. things? No, 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 to even have this army. Oh, yeah, because he can put them in a place just like, like Syria where they're at right now, and they cause trouble. They, they, uh, they can run POW camps and be very brutal. Uh, they, they can do things that 
uh, killing families, killing kids, um, uh, torture, whole, whole range of illegal activity. And Putin can say that's they're not Russian. That's that's some private civilian group. Okay. All right. So now, last week, or uh, we hear that, uh, or the week before, there's 25,000 men, uh, a mercenary army run by Prigozhin, the former cook and uh, inmate, is marching toward Russia. All of a sudden, they turn around. What was that about? Yeah. Um, We haven't had to talk about much, but this, the term is called false flag. Right. And which... Um, I I do something uh, to you, but I don't want to be blamed for it, so I have somebody else do something to you. Or you want people to think I did something to you, so you hire somebody to do something to you and then blame me. That's a false was a false flag example. Okay. And what what is, what happened was that Putin wanted wanted to uh, identify disloyal senior officers in the Russian military. So he and the Wagner Group made a deal. The Wagner Group takes over a military town just off the just across the border in uh, western Russia. That's the, the town uh, Rostov, mm-hmm. where uh, the Ukraine the, the war in Ukraine is being run. And he takes it without firing a shot. And then he has lunch with the three stars and the two stars that are in this command. And then he drives it's 600 miles from Rostov to Moscow. He drives 525 miles without being touched. I think there's 12 helicopters or six helicopters that he shoots down. But no Russian military gets between him and Moscow. 125 miles outside of the city of Moscow, he turns around, as you said. Why? So that can't happen because he he can't take Moscow because Putin has a a Praetorian Guard. Right. 100,000 plus soldiers whose job is just to protect him. That's a lot of soldiers. Wow. So he can't take them for 25,000. So the, the false, the idea was to, no army, there's a couple of guys apparently who w- were offering some help to the Wagner group since, so why did he turn around? Because that was the plan. Since then, Putin has killed nine generals. Which generals? Uh, uh, Colonel David Hunt. Which generals has Putin killed? The Wagner Group generals, or his no, own? No, sorry, Russian generals. Sorry, the, because his he, own. the reason he wanted Wagner to go do this so that he could identify Putin, Russian generals who were not loyal to him, Putin. And the Wagner Group goes down the road, and the, nobody, none of the generals, stop the Wagner Group on a 500-mile journey oh. towards Moscow. So the generals that were in charge of those areas have been eliminated. So oh, so this is like, Colonel Hunt, I'm sorry, is this like a test of who's loyal to him? Yes, and but it did, yes, exactly what it was. But it, but the false flag part is what I term it, but yes, a test. And about nine, <laughs> nine generals failed the test. So. Wow. So then, okay, so where is Prigozhin, the head of this Wagner group now? They say he's dead. No, when did they say he's dead? When, when was that? I Today? don't know. I read that yesterday. Uh, well, he had a meeting with, with Putin uh, the day after this all happened. He was in he was in uh, St. Petersburg for about a few days, but he has an office there. He was never in Belarus. Um, I haven't 
I can't I can't confirm that for you. I didn't right. I right. hear he was dead. No, no, uh, no. Yeah, I'm not I'm saying that it's I'm not saying Colonel Hunt that that's that's a legitimate report. I mean, people are wondering where he is. Okay, so he's he's where we, he's he's a safe and doing very well because he had a meeting with Putin like three days after this happened. Oh my um, gosh! That's all open. So this is I this get is it a now. Job who decided to hire another whack job and to see what kind of uh, loyalty he had in his generals, and he he found out he, he doesn't have them. Wow! He used a Wagner group to snuff them out. Amazing, amazing. So. You know, it is a it, – it's really rather stunning that you've got this kind of uh, medieval kind of torture group to determine whether or not you've got people who are loyal to you. But how does this impact Ukraine? Well, it, it impacts the Russian offense because you, the only organization that's been able to stay together and hold up and not run off the battlefield or, or make stupid mistakes has been the Wagner group because – they have a lot of combat experience. The rest of the rest of the Russian military, I'm, I'm, we've been fighting the war for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Russia hasn't been doing that. But the Wagner Group has, so they've been instrumental in any any kind of victory that Russia has had. They've been in the lead of of these. So that's there's that. It also destabilizes killing your own generals. Yes, it doesn't cause a lot of confidence in the rest of the generals. You have destabilize your your own leadership at a time. When Russia's in a defensive posture, as Ukraine tries this counteroffensive that everyone's been talking about. All right. So now Ukraine gets, I don't know, another three billion. Someone said six point two billion dollars out of us. Why are we still and they say that we're sending three thousand more troops. They said on Friday, three thousand more troops to Europe. What do you suspect, uh, uh, Colonel Hunt, is going on? Well, there's a major U.S. military base in Poland. Three thousand, I think, are reservists. Right. And they're going there. There's some. They got. They're doing a rotation. Okay. We're not sending soldiers into Ukraine. Okay. We've got. If any U.S. people are anywhere in Ukraine, they're intelligence people or they're contractors. But so there's that. Uh, They're not boots on the ground. So how long do you think that this thing in Ukraine is going to go on? I mean, if Putin's such a mess that he's got to have these mercenaries take out his own generals to figure out who's loyal to him, I mean, you know, why can't, why why can't, with all the help that NATO or at least NATO is giving to Ukraine, what's taking so long? War, War is very tough. The enemy always gets a vote. It's tough terrain. <clears throat> Russia has been able to – Ukraine has been killing a lot of Russian soldiers. Mm-hmm. In doing that, though, the Russians have killed a lot of Ukrainian soldiers. And we have – the West has held back on things like jets, you know, F-16s, A-10s. Why? Um, Why? We, if we're going to give it to them, just give it to them. Get it over. Yeah. We – of course, we agree. The this is under the umbrella of a, a fear that the only thing that Putin could do would be use tactical nukes. Mm-hmm. We could, we, and so that's why we're not, we're, I yeah. think, why the Biden administration is not doing direct. Well, here's some F-16s, here's some A-10s. There's about 300 tanks that are due to be in the Ukraine. The, the, the uh, Brits, the Germans, and us are sending the best tanks in the world. That'll make a huge difference. Yeah. We just... Because the Russians don't have anything like that. 
we are training F-16 pilots, civilians are training them uh, in England, which mm-hmm. seems to me that, that like we're gonna, somebody's going to be given F-16s. What happens is Poland gives them an F-16, and then we backfill it. So, yeah. so we're not being it, – it's a little childish, but that's the, the game we're playing. Yeah, so, well, it's a shame because – Just to deal with today, if we had – if they Ukrainians had more air from, from Western Europe um, and we get these tanks on the ground. Uh, it's all taking a lot of time. Well, it's really a sad commentary. Let me let me ask you a final question. You know, uh, Joe Biden, uh, Colonel Hunt was in Europe this week, and uh, uh, you know he's uh, with a lot of the world leaders. wasn't able to go to the final dinner. Apparently, was too tired or whatever. I mean, how do you think America appears on the world stage with Joe Biden as the president? Uh, you do this to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so- Come on. I do it, Colonel Hunt, because you're a straight shooter. Come on. Here we go. Okay. I'll be happy. The effort by the West against Russia and Ukraine is being led by us. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty unified NATO, which many, many, for many years has been kind of useless, but it's not. Wow. We have two new countries coming in that are in now Sweden and Finland, and Ukraine eventually will. But they got to get out of a war, um, right? So, from that standpoint, we, I think we look pretty good. I understand the issue between the former President Trump and Biden. You know, I get it. Um, uh, but from from uh, how are we doing? I think the war in Ukraine has gone without with us leading this organization up pretty well. I don't understand why people are so much against this war in Ukraine, unless it's just it's a political reason. Uh, if you're not stopping Russia uh, in Ukraine, and you're you're going to be stopping them in Poland, et cetera, et cetera. Well, look, you know, Colonel Hunt, I mean, you know, I, I respect your opinion. I mean, I've been a, 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 a almost a student of yours for many years. and uh, But at the same time, you know, you say to yourself, uh, you know, this is the United States of America. If we're going to go in there, let's go in there and, and get it done and be the America that we are. I mean, when the president is over in Europe and he's talking about what, what was it, Lithuania and how great everything is. And, you know, you say to yourself that we got it. We have problems over here. And uh, I understand holding back Russia. Maybe at some point we'll have to hold them back ourselves. But at the same time, we're being inundated at our southern border. I mean, Americans are fed up. There's no question. I, I, I thought you just we got tw- we had the, we had the worst border crisis in 25 years. It's also Congress is not helping with this, as you know. But it's it's it, but. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Congress can have. We have laws. Why? Why? Okay. You explain what you mean. Go ahead. Well, I'm saying the the border has been the worst it's been in 25 years. Yeah, and what's coming through? The point is that there are laws that need to be passed. Congress needs to get involved. It's not simply, although the Biden administration has screwed this one up. There's no, I don't know what to say any better than that. Okay, I'm going to say it. The The laws are already passed, locked. Look, they're not allowed into this country. We have an immigration system. We've had this system for 50 years. You apply, you wait, you get in. All of a sudden, everybody is, you know, is is seeking asylum from 150 countries. I mean, all of a sudden, it's an invasion. This is an invasion. 
And we can't afford this. Americans are working two jobs. The 50% of the hotels in New York City, 50% of them uh, are are filled with illegals. So if you come yeah, to New York... you got the same problem up in Portland, Maine. you got the yeah. same problem in Michigan. I've never seen this. Have you? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah we, we have not got a handle on this. There's no, no question. Whose fault is that? Calls. Joe Biden's fault. You're not going to say that. Sure. Look, well, absolutely. He's the president of the United States. He gets the, he gets the, the stamp on his forehead. But that's it. So you're right. It's clearly the president's fault. It's a, it's a policy issue, and it's it's gone awry. It's not a riot. Anyway, Colonel David Hunt, we always love hearing from you. We appreciate your input. Everybody, I meant it when I said get his books. A great summer reading without mercy, without fear, uh, without hope, <laughs> on the hunt, terror red. My good friend, Colonel David Hunt, so great to talk to you. Thanks for being with You're us. Welcome. All right. Bye-bye. And never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. At T2T.org. This is the Judge Janine Show on 77 WABC. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Okay, it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. You know, I started the show talking about Hunter Biden. And I started the show talking about the fact that I am sick and tired of talking about Hunter Biden. I'm sick and tired of him being in our faces. But more than that, I am sick and tired of the cover-ups. I'm sick and tired of the fact that they're trying to rehabilitate this guy in front of America when the president of the United States should be running the country and not running a rehab of his son in front of the country. But it's bigger than that. This is a crime against America. The America that I was born into is not the America that we are seeing today. The cover-ups, the ineptitude with the FBI and the Secret Service saying, oh, we can't figure out whose cocaine it was. Of course you can figure out whose cocaine it was. You just don't want to. And stop trying to lie to the American people. Stop trying to pull the wool over our faces. This country is too great to be run like a third world country. And I'm telling you, folks, that's what they're doing to us. They label everything as disinformation, and they tell us what we should and shouldn't believe. And they say the laptop wasn't real when it was real. And they say that the cocaine, they can't figure out whose it was in the most protected, secure home in the United States of America. And the tapes weren't working, and the canines weren't there, and the Secret Service wasn't there, and the Marines weren't there. I Give me a break, folks. If this happened to you or me, we'd be in jail already. And I I'm tired of young black men and white men going to jail for these offenses when this dirtbag, and Hunter Biden is a dirtbag, ends up walking free. And the reason that this guy is not being implicated is because they know that between the plea deal and the acceptance of the plea deal by the judge on July 26th, Hunter could not get into trouble. You know what, folks? Get a copy of my book, Crimes Against America. At JudgeJBook.com, it's about the left's takedown of our republic, and you are watching it every day. And every day, it makes me more and more convinced 
that this is a takedown of our great country. I can't believe we're out of time already. Make sure you join us right back here, same time, same place, for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Have a great day, everyone.